I'm starting a new series called The Holy Spirit Honored. The Holy Spirit Honored. I believe, my belief, I may be incorrect in this, but the Holy Spirit is the one that is under-recognized out of the Godhead. There's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is someone as viewed as maybe an option in people's life. Uh, he's viewed as maybe being a, uh, uh, you know, there to, to help on occasion or whatever, but not recognize that we uh, need to be totally dependent upon him. He's not an accessory. He's not an add-on. He's not a spiritual hitchhiker to be with you throughout your life. He's there to be in relationship with you and to help you throughout the course of life. And so that you are everything that God wants you to be. And so we want to honor him. I believe that he is the least honored of all the Godhead. And so we want to make sure that we're honoring the Holy Spirit, recognizing the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot of people, the reason why they don't recognize the Holy Spirit or even maybe skirt around the things of the Holy Spirit is because they don't understand. I'm hoping to bring some understanding during this series. I'm hoping that, uh, that it, as a matter of fact, I, I already feel like the Holy Spirit's directed me a little bit different than I intended uh, uh, initially. And so I'm going to be talking today about maturity in the Holy Spirit. Because I've known a lot of people that have been born of the Spirit. They got born again. And then they got filled with the Spirit but stayed immature. And, uh, and, and as a result, there's a few things that happen and does happen in, in maturity. We'll talk about that in just a moment. We want to make sure that we are mature in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so I'm actually going to be talking about, uh, I'm going to be talking about maturity in the Holy Spirit today. I want to start out with a couple of scriptures and then I'm going to get into today what I feel like God's put in my heart. And I'm very, I feel very, very strongly about this. Uh, so strongly that, uh, please, uh, you need to open up your ears because I believe that God wants to speak to all of us today. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 says this, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Holy Spirit dwells in you? That's a question. Uh, a question that's posed because there's probably some people that are Christians that don't realize this. That you are the temple of God. That you are, you are the container or you are the house of the Holy Spirit here on this earth. That he indwells you. By the way, there's not a, uh, a junior Holy Spirit and a senior Holy Spirit. It's one Holy Spirit. It's the one Holy Spirit that lives in children that are young and one Holy Spirit that lives in adults that are old. And, and, and that same Holy Spirit wants to work in every one of our lives regardless of our age. So don't disregard yourself because of age. The Holy Spirit wants to work mightily and powerfully. Now he takes into account where we are in our in our maturity, in our maturity, uh, we're going to talk about today uh, does factor in into our walk with the Lord. And so we need to make sure that we mature in God. Uh, Romans chapter 14 verse 7 says this. It says, for we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. Notice here that how we live and die should be for the purpose of honoring the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. 
So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died, rose again for the very purpose to be Lord both of the living and also of the dead. So our purpose, our whole soul purpose of, of, of living here on this earth is to honor God. Don't you agree with that out of what we just read? And, and let me tell you, if we don't honor God, it affects our life. It causes things uh, typically not to happen that God wants to happen. You remember Jesus, the Bible says that he couldn't do any mighty work in his hometown. And it was because they didn't honor him. They, they, he says a prophet is not honored within his own people, among his own people. And, 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 and he said it, it just affected them. And he actually marveled because of their unbelief. And, and so it causes disbelief in our life when we're not honoring God in the way that we, we need to honor him. Now, many people honor Jesus. And rightly so. Many people honor Father God. Rightly so. But very few people honor the Holy Spirit on the level that they honor the Father and the Son. And today, I hope that changes. I hope that we see that we need to honor him. He is the Lord in our life. Amen? And so with that being said, there's a couple of things that I just want to bring to your attention. Is that I, I, what, what, what can happen is because he does reside in you, he lives in you, familiarity can set in. And familiarity can breed contempt. We can we can begin to uh, we can begin to not acknowledge him like we need to be, and and need to. I, I know that happens in all kinds of relationships. I have great relationships with a lot of different people, uh, and 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 I, I'm going to tell you I'm a very high touch, high relational pastor. I'm involved in people's lives. That means that means they get to see the good and the bad. They get, to see the, they get to see the issues in my life, and that's okay. I want you to know that I have issues. I've not arrived. I don't claim to have arrived. I'm going to make some mistakes. I'm going to do some things that, that's, uh, you know, I'm going to mess up from time to time. Here's my thing, though, is that I'm quick to repent. I'm quick to take care of it. I don't stay in those, in those places of, of, of mess up. I don't play, stay in that place of stupid. I get out of it as quick as I possibly can. And by the way, every one of us are one decision away from stupid. Every one of us. And from time to time, I get there, okay? But I'm quick to get out. Jesus, help me. Forgive me. And I get right back in place. Well, with that being said, some people have a hard time with that. They have a hard time honoring me because they see the humanity side of me. Typically, when I'm up here, they see and experience the anointing of God. They experience the gift that God's placed within me. And whenever they get around me and they start to rub shoulders with me, then, you know, they can become too familiar with me to the point where they don't honor me like they maybe should. And the same, place, the same thing could take place with the things of God and with the Holy Spirit in our life. Let's just make sure that we're guarding against some of these things in our life. We need to honor him with all of our life, with the living and even in our death. We need to honor him because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit in our life. And I can't tell you how many people I, I see dishonoring God, this, dishonoring the Holy Spirit. And it just boggles my mind. Watch your tongue. Watch the way you live. And we'll talk about some of those things. I wish I had uh, about two hours to talk about this issue, but I better go on. Uh, in, in, immaturity will fault on giving uh, honor. It will fault on showing honor 
And so we got to we got to watch we got to watch uh, immaturity. And so we're going to talk about that today. The first thing that I want to share today is, is this: is that, and if you're taking notes, you can you can follow along. And it's this: immaturity robs you of your potential purpose and your destiny. I believe that immaturity, if when it comes in and it's brought into our lives and we allow it to take place, not only do we dishonor God, not only do we dishonor the Holy Spirit in our lives, but immaturity will also rob us. It will, it will rip us off. And so we want, we want to make sure that we're dealing with immaturity in our life. And I see a lot of times immaturity taking place with the Holy Spirit. I ask, I ask that you make sure that you're acknowledging the Holy Spirit in your life, in the decisions that you make. What would the Holy Spirit want me to do? How would he have me act in this situation? And I'm here to tell you, every one of us have to deal with this on a daily basis. I was at a conference this week. And at this conference, and here I am telling some of the dirt on, my, on me. And was at, was at a conference this week, and, uh, and there was something that occurred that uh, I had a little bit of uh, uh, um, a little bit of influence in, and and then something, and I'm, I don't want to get into it because because I just in case uh, it, there's other people involved, and I don't want I don't want you know I don't want to offend. So anyway, there was something that occurred, and and boy, it just ate at me inside, and it's like, you know what? I wanted I just wanted to say something. But the Holy Spirit wanted me not to say something. You ever, you ever get in the situation? It's like, oh, you know, you're just, you're just boiling inside. Now I wasn't boiling in the point of anger, but it was just irritating me, and I wanted to deal with this issue because in my mind I had something else planned, but somebody interrupted that plan. Okay, and 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 so I, I just, I just, I, I had to say, Holy Spirit. Cleanse me, cleanse my heart right now of this situation. I do, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down that road because I know that's not what you want me to do. And there's far too many people that don't pause, they don't take the time to allow the Holy Spirit acknowledge Him in their life, and that's why, that's why they get robbed of their potential, their, 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 uh, the, their, uh, their purpose and their destiny. And once again, Jesus couldn't do something mighty, even though I believe he wanted to do some mighty things among those people. But he couldn't do it because uh, they dishonored him. Okay, uh, let, me, let me scoot through some, some scripture here and just share some thoughts with you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. The Bible says that eye has not seen nor ear heard nor entered in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Isn't that awesome? God has all kinds of great things for us. And then it goes on to say, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit of God searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit reveals all those things. The Bible says he'll show us those things that we know not. He'll show us those things to come. He'll lead us into all, all kinds of truth. And, and he'll lead us into all truth, actually. And the Bible says you shall know the truth. And the truth will keep you in bondage, right? No, it will set you free. So if you're not free, that tells me we're in bondage. And if we're in bondage, that tells me we're not going to be fulfilling our destiny, our potential, and our, our purpose and when we're walking in bondage. 
We need the Holy Spirit actively active in our life so that we can shine and be everything that we need to be and everything that he intended for us to be and everything that he desires for us to be in our life. And so we need him in our life. But get this. It goes on to say in verse 13, it says, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with the spiritual, but the natural man. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to, to him, nor can, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So we, we can't operate in immaturity and expect the mature things that God wants to bring into our life. And, and if you go on and, and read, and we will in just a moment, if we go on and read in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we'll find out that the, the second thing is that immaturity will destroy. It will destroy. It destroys more lives, families, and churches than the devil. You might think, how can that be? Well, I'll prove it out. But let me, let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. It says, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as, as spiritual people, but as to carnal, fleshly, being in the flesh. The word carnal comes from the word carny. You, you know what carny is. If you, it, it, it's flesh. And when we, and we walk in the flesh. And if you didn't know that, this, but, uh, and, and today maybe you'll uh, discover it for the first time. But you are a spirit being. You are a spirit. You have a soul you live in a body. And your flesh, the body, is what gives you a fit, gives you trouble. And you can live in the flesh, which keeps you immature, or you can live in the spirit and learn what that is and how to live in the spirit, and that's what matures you up. And that's really what I'm wanting you to understand today, is that the Holy Spirit is going to lead you in the spirit. He's going to lead you by your recreated brand new spirit in Christ. And he's going to help you to mature up so that you receive all those things that he has for you in your life. Good stuff, man. And so it says this, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as, as to carnal, as to babies in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food for until now you were unable to receive it. Even you are still not able, for you are still carnal, or you're still babes, if you will. And by the way, it doesn't matter your age. I know a lot of people that throughout their life, in certain areas of their life, they've stayed carnal. They've stayed babes. They've not matured in particular areas. There may be some areas in your life that you've matured, but you've not matured. How do I know that? It says, for where there is envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal behaving like mere men? It says, listen, if you are still struggling continually with envy, with strife and divisions, then you're, you're, still, you're still immature. You're still immature. I know you're enjoying this. <laughs> because some of you, 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 you struggle with envy. I, I know that you came to find out that you, just, you, you know, you're immature, you're a babe. And, and you're, just, you're just saying, thank you, thank you, pastor, for letting me know. I, I know that I'm in strife all the time. I'm arguing all the time, getting angry all the time, and getting mad. I just admitted that it will come, the temptation will come. Doesn't mean that you need to give in to it. 
There's going to be some things that will irk you. There will be some things that will, you know, uh, 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 just mess with you. But it doesn't mean you need to give in to it. And if you do, be quick to get out of it. And that's one of the telltale signs of maturity is that you're quick to get out of it. Amen? And so, uh, but it, it, I'm, I'm telling you, immaturity will destroy, it will destroy families. Let me, let me it, it will destroy families, it will tr- destroy lives, it will destroy uh, churches. Let me just tell a story. And some of you, you've been around, you've heard the story before. And years and years ago, my brother was in ministry and he was a, an associate pastor, just had a, uh, just a, they had a great church that was thriving, growing, just impacting the city. And, uh, and he, uh, and, uh, his pastor became best friends. And so not only was he his pastor, but he was also his best friend. Well, his wife also became best friends with his pastor in that, uh, they, uh, had, uh, uh sexual relations together. And, and, and of course it came out and it, he found out and, uh, and what it did is it, it busted up that church. And out of the breaking of that church, there was a number of people that fell away and gotten away from Christ in their relationship. Destroyed lives, destroyed families. And one of them was my brother's ex-wife, which is ex-wife now. My brother's ex-wife's sister was a, a believer in going to that church, and she was also one of those that backslid. And she, follow, she fell away from God. And uh, not long after that, they were partying in a neighboring city, and, and after a party, uh, they were heading back, and she had one, her, at that time, she only had one child, a young child with her. They got in a car accident, ended his life, little boy's life, loss of life. They would have never been at a party. They would have never been doing what they were doing had immaturity not entered into the equation. How did, how, how, why can I say that? See, immaturity is not going to go having sex with somebody else's spouse. That's, I mean, maturity won't. Immaturity will do that. Maturity is not going to do that. It was immaturity. He should have known. He should have, he should have been mature enough to say no to the temptation. Temptations are going to come. We can't stop them from coming. They're going to come to us all. And see, that's why we need the Holy Spirit. One of the gifts of this, one of the uh, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is self-control. He he enables us, empowers us, causes us, helps us to be able to resist in times of temptation. But we need Him actively active in our life. And if we're not acknowledging Him in the little things, I'm going to tell you when the th- big things come around, you're probably not going to acknowledge Him then. If you're not walking with him right now in the small decisions that you're making, when the big decisions come, then probably you're going to be overcome by that temptation and it's going to end up destroying some things in your life. Amen? Amen. And so what I want to do today is I I want to show you some things that I believe will help. And it's going to be fast. It's going to be quick. I had this whole list of stuff. I knew that it was going to end up like this and so i don't know why i i i put so many so much uh content but i do that's just me but i, I just i'd rather be over prepared than under prepared so let me let me share first corinthians chapter 13 with you and it says this in verse 11 
and we're going to launch from here, and I'm going to I'm going to just share uh, I'm going to share some characteristics of maturity because if you want to be mature, then there's some things that you need to look for in your life. By the way, let me just say this: every one of us are immature in some areas. Okay, every one of us, we're all growing. Does that mean that things? Are going to be destroyed? Does that mean that these other things uh, can happen in our lives? It can, but uh, but let me tell you. Uh, uh, well, I'll share this thought. <laughs> Golly, got like I have a, a Dan Tebbets mind right now. I've got fifteen <laughs> thoughts going through my mind. Lord, help Lord Jesus, help me. Immaturity, immaturity can definitely rob, rob you. But you're not meant to stay immature. I, I, we have our precious grandchildren. Precious, precious, precious grandchildren. I mean, I, I don't know if I said it, but precious. I love my grandchildren. But I'm here to tell you that they're immature in many areas. You can tell the way they act. You can tell by the way they talk. You can tell by the just just some of the decisions that they make, the things that they say. We had them last night, and and you know it's it's just funny to see the different ages and the different maturity levels of them. But here's the thing: they weren't meant to stay that way throughout their life. There, it's only for a season, and God knows that we're in places of immaturity for a season. Here's the problem is that many people, and I say this probably without contradiction, many pay, people stay immature and don't grow out of that immaturity in their different areas because they're unwilling to follow the Holy Spirit like they need to because he's going to confront our immaturities. And the flesh doesn't like to be confronted. It's going to be in opposition towards the things of God. The flesh will always, always resist, always resist maturity in our life. Are you with me? And I felt like I needed to start here. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me just say something about the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of misconceptions about him. He, he's, meant, he's here, he's here uh, meant to, to reveal Jesus. He's here meant to empower our lives. There's many things that he's here for. But most of all, he's, he's meant to be God in our life. And we don't treat him like God. And, and he, we need to follow him in our life. And I've seen so many people just they, because they don't understand the Holy Spirit or they don't understand his gifts. I had somebody leave this year because they found out that I speak in tongues. I've been speaking in tongues for over 30 some odd years. No, none of you probably ever will hear me or hear me because I do it in my prayer life. And, uh, but it's one of those benefits that I have. And some of you may get offended over that. You need to mature up. You need, you need to get in there and see what God's word says. Don't worry about what I say. say. Go in God's word and see what he says. And see how it will help you. It will empower you. It will, it, will, it will cause you to be what God wants you to be. Please hear my heart. I want everything that God has for you. But in order for you to get to where you need to get, you're going to need his help. And there's many gifts I had one person that left our church because I believe in healing. I believe that God still heals today, that miracles still happen today. And I cannot believe that. Now, he was a young kid. At some point, one day, when he needs it, he's going to be calling out to somebody for prayer. Isn't that right? 
Anyway, may I go on? First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, it says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. From now, we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now, I know in a part, but then I shall know just as I also am knowing. Five, five things, five things real quick, five characteristics of maturity that I just want to just quickly go through. And I'm going to give them to you really quick. And you can write down some, uh, uh, just, uh, just do these thoughts really quick. First of all, uh, the first characteristic is that the mature speaks, speaks as the mature. The Bible says that I spoke as a child. And my grandchildren, it's so funny. My, 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 my youngest, she's a, a, a year and a half, right? She'll be two next month. Oh, she'll be two next month. Um, well, our, 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 my grandchildren and my, my son and daughter-in-law live a couple of blocks from us. Well, the other day was, I was out for my, I was out taking a walk and, and, uh, and they came around the corner and they opened, uh, and Rachel opened up, my daughter-in-law opened up the windows and let me peek in and say hi to my grandchildren. And, and there's my, my, uh, oldest granddaughter and my grandson and they're talking to me. And then, and then here's my little granddaughter. She's just learning to talk. Poppy. And I looked at Rachel. She goes, <laughs> like, I don't have any idea what she's saying. You know, she's just sitting there talking away at me. And, and you know what? She's meant to go through that stage. But for us, there's just things that we ought to, we shouldn't be talking like that. And I'm not talking about cussing, although we shouldn't. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about, we're just talking about so immature things. Immaturity really is, is it's, it's, if, if we'll go into scripture, we'll find out and discover. It's just that we're really, really selfish. Everything's about me, mine, what I want to do, where I'm going, how I'm going to have it. What's, you know, everything that affects me, that's immaturity. It's, you can hear it in person's speech. Secondly, uh, the mature, let's go to the next one. The mature perceives as the mature. Uh, remember 1 Corinthians uh, 13, it says, I understood, I understood as a child. And so what do I, what do I mean understood past tense? Your perception is different as an immature person than that of a mature person. You perceive things differently than the mature. The immature and the mature, their perceptions are totally, totally different uh, this this uh, last week, a few weeks ago, I got a lot of grandkids uh, uh, stories. Uh, last week, we uh, I took my grandson to to Walmart. Yeah, I went to Walmart. I hate going to stores, but I went. To, I t- when it comes to grandkids, they you know they they can leverage. Uh, so I took him to Walmart, and he went, went to buy one thing, and they didn't have it, and so he bought something else, and it was, uh, it was something that puts together, and so he had this image in his mind, in his heart, and he, he's, he's one of those builders, and so he spent his whole time at the house uh, while he and the other grandkids were there. My wife was there with them, uh, the, the girls, while he and I went to the store, and then so when we got back, he built it, and he got it all built, and then when he got it finished, he got, oh, and then he just broke out in tears and started crying. And his grandson, what happened? 
He says, this doesn't do, and it, and it just, you could, you could tell his heart was crushed. And when his heart was crushed, my heart, my heart, my wife's heart got crushed because he got disappointed. I know what it feels like when you have something that doesn't turn out and it, it's a disappointment. It can crush your heart. And that's what happened with him. And it was crushed. And so I went over there and I, I took that little thing and what it was is this the, like some, it was like a bonnacle and the, uh, the arms wouldn't move at all. It was just, they were fixed. So I went in there and I unfixed them. <laughs> and I got them moved. And immediately his perception t- changed. Initially his perception was wrong. And many, many of us in the story behind, I mean the, 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 the moral of the story is this, is that many immature people look at things and they conclude things really, really quick and their perception's wrong. But with the mature, because we've, we know God, we know his character, we know how he acts, we know his, his, his word, we know, we know what the outcome is. Even though something might be a certain way naturally, we know the nature of God. That, hey, God, we know the character of God. We know the love of God. We know how God's going to act and react in certain situations as being mature. And the Holy Spirit will reveal those things to us if we're aware of him in our life. And he will help us to have the right perspective in every situation. So we understood as a child, the Bible says. Thirdly, the third thing is that, is that the mature reasons as a child. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians that we think as a child. He says, I thought as a child. We've got to watch how we, how we think and how we conclude in, 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 in our minds. Many of us, if we don't watch it, we, we conclude wrong things. We conclude things. We reason things that are incorrect in our lives. And that happens. And I have story after story. But here's the thing is that our reasoning, I, I can tell my wife says this. Somebody can reason themselves into uh, believing that it's the will of God. Or they can reason themselves out of the will of God and believe that they're still in the will of God. And I, I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, the Lord's telling me this or leading me to do this. And I'm thinking, you, they're not open to hear from me, so I can't say anything. But I'm thinking, that's just not right. That is so immature. That thought, that decision, that whatever. God doesn't want us to get there. He doesn't want us to stay there. I mean, he wants us to get to where he wants us to go. And so we need the Holy Spirit actively active in our life. Let me, let me give you two more thoughts. Number four, uh, the mature puts away childish things. Remember, he says that, uh, that we're to put away childish things. And we need to put away our toys, our things that uh, keep us where we're at. And we just need to put them away. There's some things that we do on a regular basis that are just childish. When are you going to grow up? You ever said that about somebody? When are they going to grow up? And we got to put away those childish things. I encourage you, go develop this. Take these notes. Go see what God says about putting away childish things. What kind of childish things that need to, need to be put away? Ask the Holy Spirit, better yet. Ask him what childish things that you have in your life. Holy Spirit, what is it that I need to put away? 
Where, where do I need to mature in my life? Have a prayer life. By, I mean, this 21 days of prayer, really get serious about having a prayer life and, and getting in there with, with God and say, Holy Spirit, show me. Please show me. I don't want to be robbed. I don't want things destroyed in my life. Please show me what childish things I need to get rid of. And I guarantee you, he will. You will hear from him. He'll make you, he'll make it aware. You'll, he'll make you aware of what it is that you need to do in your life. Okay. And then lastly, let me give you the, the last one. The mature recognizes that we have blind spots. Remember what he said in first Corinthians 13, it says for, uh, verse 12, verse 12, it says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in a part. If you go back to verse 9, it says, for we know in a part, we prophesy in a part. Every one of us, every one of us, every one of us, every one of us have blind spots. No one exempt. Every one of us. That's why we're having prayer. That's why we have, uh, and prayer is just one, one, one vehicle, one avenue to help us to to uh, recognize those blind spots. The Holy Spirit will reveal those things to us. Where is it that I, you know, what is it that's going on? The second thing is relationships. We need a group of people in our lives that can speak into, that we give permission to speak into our lives. To say, hey, I see something going on in your life. You may not see it, but you need to recognize it. There's, there's, there's this happening and you, you may not see it. And that's why our small groups are so important. And I have a number of different people in my life that, that I do life and ministry with that we can speak into each other's life. But specifically is my, my pastors that I have in, around me and, and my team. I, I just, I, I need them. I, I want them to speak into the things that I don't see. Because I'm growing. And there's just some things that I, I don't see yet. And I just want to, I want to end with two scriptures. Um, I say two until I look at my notes. Maybe three. Romans chapter eight, verse five through nine, just really, really quick. It says, those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. It's out of the passion translation. But those who live by the impulses or we could say it by this way, by the leading of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities, the things that are real in the things of God. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but, to, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mind focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. By the way, don't trust your flesh. You know, when I was raising my son uh, and, and, and bringing him up, and he, uh, if he ever said, he never did, but if he ever said, well, Dad, you don't trust me, I would tell him this. Son, I don't trust anybody's flesh the same way I don't even trust my own flesh. Because the flesh will always take us a different direction than God. It goes on to say, 
But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. And then Romans 8.14 says this, The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses or the leading of the Holy Spirit. When you're not mature, you're going to be prone to following the flesh and not the Holy Spirit in your life. That's why you sell yourself short. That's why you're robbed. That's why you met, That's why you miss out on everything that God has for you. Some of the struggles you're going through in life today is, is because you're following the wrong thing. You're following the flesh that's always going to lead you to disappointment. You need to follow the Holy Spirit that's going to lead you to life. Amen? And the other scripture, I'm not going to read it, but you need to. Yeah, I'm going to. Rome, uh, Galatians 5. I've already gone this long. Might as well. It says, and you yielded freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit. You will abandon the cravings of your self-life. For your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living free within you. The Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self your old self life from dominating you. So then, and get this. So then the two incompatible conflicting forces within you are your self life of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. I like that. Amen. Guys, you got a war going on inside. And the way that you're going to come out on top is that you get intimate with the Holy Spirit in your life. He's the one that empowers you. And so throughout this course of this, uh, this, uh, this, this um, uh, series, I want you to get serious about the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen? Amen. 